And welcome back to the Shakedown. This is Brian Schieber alongside Ian Lang. Hello. Coming at you again with some uh, great sports news, some interesting sports news. And, and some uh, sad sports news. And some sad sports news, yeah. Let's get the sad stuff out uh, of the way. Okay. R.I.P. Hank get... Aaron, the legend, played from 1954 to 1976, the home run king, the boy. I mean, great loss, I mean, but he had a good yeah. run, 86 years old. Absolutely. It's a tough one. It's yeah. A tough one. yeah, it sucks. I always, you know, if you think about it, it's crazy. Like, uh, like as you get older and you see people who are just like generational talents and like even when like even when Kobe died, it was like, nah, Kobe didn't die. You know, like it's uh it's crazy. It's 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 watching your idols and you know, pass away and you really like it. It's a smack in the face that, you know, this is like they're they have a real life too, you know. They, this shit they is momentary, even if it, you know, for Hank it was 20 to 30 years and then his time beyond that in baseball. And you know, you think about the great career he had an awesome life, and then you think about the legend that Kobe was, and then you lose him too soon, and all these other things. So right, it's yeah. always sad to hear about this stuff, whether they're. You know, whether they've had an amazing career and they make it to 90 or whether it's something tragic in the Kobe circumstances, then, you know, it, it definitely is the sports world. And, it, you know, the sports world reacts accordingly, usually. Um, a lot of homage to Hank Aaron over the past week. And when we saw the Kobe stuff, you know, a while back, there was, you know, there was outpouring of all that stuff. Uh, everybody was right. wearing the patches. They were doing the jerseys, the whole nine, which I always thought I always love that stuff. I think that's always yeah. super cool. Um, Me too. I do have a quick recommendation for any of our listeners, though. I watched a documentary that legitimately made me cry grown man tears. Oh, wow, really? Yes. It's called The Russian Five on Amazon Prime. It is about the first five Russian players of the Detroit Red Wings of the late 80s and early 90s that go on to win the 1997 and 1998 uh, Stanley Cups before uh, Pavel Datsuk gets there. You know, the Fedorovs, the, the Kuznetsovs, the Kozlovs, all those guys. Um just a fantastic uh, watch. Uh, so anybody with Amazon Prime, Amazon Video, feel free to go check it out. It's called The Russian Five. Again, fantastic documentary, really well done, awesome watch. And, you know, not only is it informative, it's very entertaining. On They're doing the whole, it's the late 80s, the Russian curtain is falling, and the tensions between, like, Cold War USA and Russia are, like, dying down. But that being right. said, you still have guys like Don Cherry, Get the Russians out, blah 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 blah. <laughs> but Don Cherry's always been like that. He's still like that today. So right, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah. So that's my side recommendation. Everybody go check that out. The Russian Five, Amazon Prime. Moving right. over from, well, let's actually let's keep on hockey. Them Flyboys. Uh, yeah, man. Looking good. We always start the season and beat the Penguins twice, two games back to back, and in convincing fashion. Each games, each game. Uh, you know, TK. TK comes out hot, scores, uh, was it three goals in the first two games? Yeah, I think he had five points after three or something your, like that. Yep. Your boy, uh, your boy Joel Farabee gets three points the first night. Oscar Lindblom gets on the board, two goals in his first two games back. Nolan Patrick comes back. He comes back and scores a goal. This team, this team's looking good, man. I mean, right now we're, we're three, one and one, second in the East behind the Capitals, uh, but we look good, man. We look fast. We look young. Carter Hart. Carter Hart's been struggling a little bit. I won't lie. Carter Hart's been a little. Uh, Moose had a 35 save shutout. 
in it was his 40. debut this season. It was it was it forty? I thought it was, it was thirty. 40. I thought it was, might have been forty, but so forty. Oh, I thought it was thirty. I don't know. Either one. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. Still, still very impressive. Yep. Moose comes in with a four nothing victory, bounce back after a loss to Buffalo, pretty embarrassing loss loss the night before. Yeah, the sixth uh, so, one to Buffalo. I felt like that was we were riding like high on the Pittsburgh games. I just I feel like it wasn't like if you look at that game, like know how. Know how the Eagles, when we lost to the Chiefs in 2017, everybody was like, "Oh, that wasn't the Eagles. Like that, that that was more of a fluke than anything." Mm-hmm. That's that's how I felt like about the Buffalo six one. The, 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 yeah, the Buffalo six one. Like, oh yeah, like we we slipped up. We were riding high on a Pittsburgh. You know, mm-hmm. we we weren't we weren't ready for Buffalo. We they came out there. No, hungry. and I they think yeah, that's the thing right there is that. With guys like Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel and the team they have built over there in Buffalo and the things they're trying to get done, for them to start the season 0-2, they were going to come in with fire under their ass. And we were kind of coming in coasting high, and we got bit in the butt on it. And then you see how we responded the next game. You know, we beat yeah. Buffalo. Um, we're going to ha- we're gonna have some good series against Boston. I know we went to that law, that overtime – or. Was it overtime or shootout loss? Shootout loss. The shootout loss to Boston was was pretty atrocious, in my opinion. You're talking four goals in the third uh, after having what a three nothing, two nothing lead. Three Um, nothing lead. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are games we can't go to shootout. Yeah. Yeah, and especially against Tukarask. You put four goals against Tukarask, you're gonna win that game. Oh yeah, because you're not gonna get many much. You're not gonna get much more out of that. You know. Right. Exactly. Uh, I also. Let me just say something real quick. The person that's really standing out for me on this team is uh, Eric Gustafson. We picked him up this offseason. He was the new guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. We picked him up from Chicago, and, man, he's making a big difference on that blue line. I was really worried about losing Matt Niskanen to retirement. And, I was too, you know, this, but. This guy, the first the first game against Pittsburgh, he gets two points. Uh, you know, it's he's he's moving the puck well. Him and Provy are getting – very well together. They're they're moving well together. Uh, I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what this combo can keep doing again. But he's a little bit older, so hopefully we don't lose him after this off season. Um, especially with Provy coming up on his best of his best prime years. So I really feel like they need to find a true line mate for him. You know, Ghost the Ghost project is over. I haven't seen Ghost play once this year. Yeah. Uh so yeah. it's they're probably gonna look to be moving him and the Shane Gosses bear, right? Yeah, Shane Gosses bear. Yeah. And uh, you know, we have uh we saw Morgan Frost once. Uh supposedly him and Nolan Patrick's name has been floating around in trade trade rumors. So like I said, I'm I'm excited. I'm okay with losing either I'd rather lose maybe personally lose Nolan Patrick than than Morgan Frost. I think Morgan Frost brings more to the team than Nolan I don't Patrick. Lose either of those guys. I, I said if I if I had to. If though, you had to go into your head, I get you. I'm with you. I in my yeah. head I think that uh Farabee Frost and I just drew a blank on the guy we were talking about. Abe, uh, which one? No Abe is Patrick. Uh, Patrick Nolan. Yeah, sorry. Woof. Yeah. Uh I think that's a good young core to work around. I think they can do a lot. But it's tough because we have to balance it. We have the Claude Giroux, you know what I mean? We have the Kevin Hayes and stuff like that. Sure. So Voracek. it's going to be Voracek, yep. So it's going to so, be interesting. Yeah. I I have high hopes for them this season, although I think we are in the murderer's row of divisions. 
of all the divisions. Mm-hmm. I think we're in murderer's row, uh, yes. in all honesty. I think it's the toughest division out there. I think the Canadian one is – I don't know if it's as tough, but it's going to be equally as entertaining uh, because those mm-hmm. Canadian teams just love to play against each other in that fashion. And you love to see it, you know what I mean? So yeah. we're going to – hopefully we'll see the we'll, we'll see the kick up because they made a good run last year. And, again, we're talking about that weird playoff format where we're losing to teams that shouldn't even made it in. Yep. You know what I mean? And we're, and we're smoking Tampa Bay in round robin who could then go on to win a cup. So the, the exactly. pieces are there. We can do it. I love AV. I love him so much. Uh-huh, I so think he's I, an awesome I, coach. I, I really do. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and the whole thing, like, be a fucking flyer. A1. Yeah. A plus right there. Bang. Exactly. Love it. Exactly. It's, it's um, the vibe. Before we move on from the NHL, do you want to talk about the trade that just dropped? Yeah, so the fuck the the big news right now is uh, Pierre Luc Dubois has been traded from the Columbus Blue Jackets after three minutes of ice time about a day or two ago for Patrick Laine of the Winnipeg Jets. And you and I were talking; they just traded two twenty-two year olds for each other. Now, what we've talked about it. What is Winnipeg gonna get out of Pierre Luc Dubois that they did not get from Patrick Kane or Laine? Sorry, Patrick Laine. Uh, I think Line is a better player. To be honest with you, I I, I truthfully think that Line has more potential, more upside. I mean, don't get me wrong, Pierre Luc Dubois is a good player, uh, but if you have that kind of attitude issue, that attitude, that you know, uh, like I know you wanted to be traded. I know, like it was before I, the two. They, they, I've seen a lot of the the Columbus Blue Jackets fans on Twitter being. Who asks to get trade after send, uh, signing a two-year extension? He has to be traded well before that extension. You know what yeah. I mean? And and who knows what negotiating or, or, or terms or agreements were made that may not have been kept or maybe he feels like weren't done properly that then brought him to do that. Now, that being said, this is hockey. Right. You don't do that. Usually. Right. You really don't. I mean. It's one of the few sports where that if you don't put an effort, you can get killed. Yeah, that's literally. Not an exaggeration. You could get murdered. I mean, it, it's it's fine. Listen, guy gets what he wants. He's like he's he's like when Eric Lindros wanted to go back to a Canadian team back when he oh I just want to go home. Yeah, shut yeah, up, yeah. shut up, Eric Lindros. Go <laughs> back home then. Yeah, no, I I I think that it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be interesting. There's you're gonna have to keep an eye on these two teams because Winnipeg has been pretty good with Patrick Laine this year. He's been getting them a decent amount of points, and they've been scraping some games out against the Calgarys and the teams like that and the Senators. I think they've been playing well. So when I heard that they were in the mix for the trade, I knew that when this had gone down, I knew it was the Montreal Canadiens, the Winnipeg Jets, and the Anaheim Ducks were the three teams at the head of that race. And when I thought about what Winnipeg was going to do, I, I was really thinking, like, how are they going to get two 22-year-olds on the same team is really what I thought to myself. Well, I found out they were going to trade one away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's uh, it should be interesting. It's something to definitely keep an eye on if you're an NHL fan. Uh, it's it's that it was it's a, it was a blockbuster deal and it didn't take a lot. So you know, down to Bogus what he wants. Let's see if uh, it's kind of like interested to see how Line uh, transitions to to Torts over there. Yeah, Torts is a rough. Torts is, is is a tough coach, and a lot of people you have to have the right mindset. You know, 
with towards, but he knows what he's doing. I mean, I respect John Twitter a lot. Even oh, I do as I well. When he was the Rangers coach, I hated him. You know, I just, I he knows what he's doing. He's he's gotten people to the promised land. So it's. And if you're you gonna know, talk about a guy that, that like is, is passionate about the game, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that well, guy. I mean, you remember when he? Uh, you remember the? Remember the when? Uh, what was it? It was the Columbus the Blue Jackets. No, it was the Columbus Blue. He was already coaching the Columbus Blue Jackets. And um, who came to their building? Someone, I think it, Calgary came to their building last year. And obviously, since Calgary was visiting, they submit their lineups first. So, right. uh, Calgary's coach put out their fourth line. So, John Tortorella put out his uh, first his fourth line, and we had a Donnybrook. At the beginning of the game. Puck drops, Donnybrook. Five guys fighting. And then you got John Tortorella screaming over the bench at the Calgary Flames players. Screaming at the coach. Period ends. He goes to their friggin' hallway and tries to fight staff members. I mean, if you want a guy that's like... If you want a guy that's going to be on you to get the best out of you and do something like that... I mean, it's Tortorella. But, that being said, it's going to be interesting to see how these two players come along... I think Patrick Laine will keep his stride. I think Columbus has done really good things. They have a good system around them, and they've gone up against teams that they should have not even kept it close against and have won a few or have taken it to overtime to scrape the points by. And you saw how they were last year. I'm pretty sure, was it them that we had, like, the quadruple overtime game? Yes. So these guys are willing to play. You know what I mean? And they're going to play hard. They're going to go. They want to get to that Stanley Cup. They had a little bit of a taste of playoffs last year. You know, they're going to want it. They're going to want it bad. So, Winnipeg, I don't know, man. Pierre, you got what you wanted. Play out your ass, buddy, because you're in the Canadian division now. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that won't last. I think this is a, this is a whole year thing where we're just going to be doing these sub-breakdowns and all this other stuff. Same thing with the helmet ads. So, next year we'll oh, see yeah. how it all plays out. But for this year, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch. Uh, so, let's see. Moving on from the hockey, let's go on over to our COVID Sixers team. Yeah, so <clears throat> we've uh, Sixers haven't done too too bad without their super. Well, well, rephrase. It's been a scattering. Superstar. It's been a scattering. Yeah. Sometimes we get this guy. Sometimes we get these guys. Sometimes we get those yeah. guys. We finally. So I mean, right now, last night against the Celtics, we finally had our full full shindig back. Um, which was nice to see. Was it the Celtics? Sorry. It was yeah, the Celtics, Celtics last night. Yep. 110 um, to 122. We finally get Seth Curry back. He was the last one to really um, we had to wait on. But let me tell you something, and I'm going to be honest. The, there's a guy who uh, stands in the center, number 21 <laughs> for us. Okay? And he's making a serious case for early season MVP. Joel mvp Yes. Yeah. He's, he, he's he's lighting it up this year. I think – and you've talked about it. You are – you know, I, it's been like this for a long time. You hate Simmons or you're not fond of the way that I, Simmons listen, is doing listen, things we, in Philly. We we made a terrible mistake by not getting James Harden. No, we did not. Yeah, hear, me Nets. hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Mm. Hear me out. Because okay. now – because listen, they, went, they lost back-to-back, right? To Cleveland by 22 right. we, uh, combined uh, points to Colin Sexton in overtime. Time out. Time out. Well, who's one of our losses against this year? Oh, God, I have to take a look at that one. You can Cleveland. Talk about, yeah, but guess – dude, we were starting Tyrone Maxey and um, Tyrese Steibel and et cetera. There was no starting lineup. We had nobody. 
I think the only person we might have had was uh, listen to me. Maybe listen Ben. Me. Maybe. Listen to me. Listen. Ben Simmons is done. Ben Simmons is not. We need to get rid of him. I'm just shaking my head. He doesn't. He doesn't fit. Listen. Yes, he gets a double double every night. Yes, almost a triple I'm, double every I'm, night. Listen. Hear me. Hear me out. Awesome. Great. Good job, Ben. I'm proud of you. My thing is, is that I we need another scorer. Yes, Seth Curry is awesome, but Seth Curry can't. I mean, first of all, Joel's not going to put damn near forty up every night, even though he's playing out of his mind right now. He's not going to be able to put 40, almost forty up a night. He'll get you a good twenty-five. I uh, yeah, think. I think it's twenty-five plus a game. And the way yeah. that here's the thing: Simmons has taken his tr- f- finger off the trigger. All right, and that's why you know I see all these people like um, there was a buddy of mine on Twitter who was like hammered uh, Ben Simmons points over because he hasn't hit it in like eight games. He hasn't hit it in eight games because he's not shooting as much. He he's passing. At all. He's rebound. He he's passing and rebounding. He's dishing assists. He does. He, he, gets, he, he gets double digit points. It's not like he's ending the game with nine points. It doesn't. Here, listen. But, dude, what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that right, right now, right now, would you trade Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal? Oh. I, again, am with that whole, like, Ben Simmons is a fucking freak athlete thing. That's where I'm at. The I'm, guy's I'm gonna, an athlete. Listen, I'm going I'm to give you a simple answer. If you don't trade him for Bradley Beal, you're out of your mind. Ben How, Simmons, who we, who ben else Simmons, would we have to freaking send, though? We had to send picks. We had to send people from uh, yeah, lower so, down. So, you, so, so hear me out. An ideal trade would probably be you're going to send Ben Simmons. You're going to send Matisse Thibel, which I'm fine with. Matisse Thibel hasn't been really contributing this year. And let's just say a, a, game, a, a second, a second and a third. Let's say a generally that would be like a, a safe bet. Let's, let's just say that's the deal. You're not taking that for Bradley Beal, just and for Bradley Beal. No, and you probably get a bench player out of it too. I don't know, man. Because we have like, there's so many guys already coming off the bench. With we already talked about Maxi Thibel, Shake Milton has these pop off games. Obviously not yesterday, yeah. but he didn't I need mean, to pop off. Like, we won. The, then for, I would even send Furkan Korkmaz in the deal too. Dude. I would send Furkan. I would send Korkmaz because, as listen, well. Because listen, I I love I love Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe. I think he's good. Great this year. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know, you know, Furkan, Furkan comes back from this COVID um, uh, debacle, whatever isolation. we're gonna, yeah, ISO, yeah. yeah, and he's taken Isaiah Joe's points away. He does he does he does terrible? It's now listen, I. Ben Simmons, I will always appreciate his natural ability, his natural athleticism. I will always appreciate it. But for him, he's not he's not a Philadelphia guy. He's not a guy. He listen. He's leaving here once his contract's done. So when we have a window with Joel, we need to find people who are Joel's the guy. Joel is the guy. It has come out this year. He's put in the work. You can tell he's put in the work. He looks he looks in shape. He's playing games. He's only missed what two games? One yeah, was because was he was on uh, well, one because he's on quarantine, and one was because he was he needed rest, which is fine. He's a seven foot guy. I mean, I I really think that they just need to go all in on surrounding Joel in this next three year window to get at least two championships. I, I th- we have a window. You have an aging LeBron. Like, listen, the Lakers are amazing, and it's going to be a tall task to beat that Lakers team and I understand losing Ben Simmons who would probably be guarding LeBron is huge Yeah, I understand that because his totally defensive presence I, on the ball is very apparent 
Right, but listen, the teams that have beaten LeBron in the finals let LeBron go off. You look at Golden the gold the Golden State series. LeBron was scoring forty points a night, but they were just outscoring LeBron. Yeah, you know it's it's your window, and yes, you have to deal with Anthony Davis. But I think that Joel can handle Anthony Davis. I don't think Joel will have a problem with Anthony Davis if he has those. Match-ups I think that's a good and- physical battle. I think both are extremely physical guys, and I think that would be it. Yeah. Actually, uh, it, it, that's like the battle you want to see, right? Like you want right, to see yeah. Joel so, versus AD. Really- I just, I just think if you can get a Bradley Beal, or Dude, I would send the I would send the house to Portland for fucking Dame Lillard. I would send the the house. I'm talking about t- Toby, Ben, oh, T. Stiebel. You're off the. You're uh, really off the rocker. Are you now. kidding me, bro? Are you kidding? Listen, you want to take Dame Lillard? Who for all Dame of those Lillard. assets, just Dame Lillard? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Not for all you those keep assets. Seth Curry with Dame Lillard, dude. He's a he's a Tyrese Maxey backing him up. Jenny ball Curry heavy guy. He loves to shoot. Yeah, but but that's what we need. We need somebody that's going to create their own shot, dude. Ben Simmons doesn't shoot. The last ben time shoot, ben, ben, ben creates other people's shots. I I don't I don't know. I don't like it. I don't I don't I'm I'm out on Ben Simmons. I'm out on Ben Simmons. I'm just I'm out. I'm, I'm still out in. I can't say I'm all in like I was before, but I'm still in. I'm out on Ben. Simmons. I still I still think this is a I, solid Sixers team with is, everything in the places that it needs to be. With where we didn't give up the house to get the certain things that we thought we needed to become more successful this season, to get the Seth Curry's, to get the Danny Greens, etc., to get the Dwight Howard's. You know what I mean? Like we've we've added that depth. You know what I'm saying? The starting five looks better than it did last year. The bench is one, it's more experienced because we've got a couple vets in there. And two, it's younger because we got guys who are just fired up to play. I, I think we're in a good space right now and Again, that's the only thing I don't like of it. Now, I would be okay with Simmons trades, but Simmons is too big of a name right now, regardless of how you feel about him. He's going to garner big things. Like, we're going to need to – if we're going to put him out there, we're going to need to sacrifice stuff, and we're going to need to get these brand-new pieces in return. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough because, he, like I said, he's such a big, he's such a big name and a player that no trade is easy. All right. That's where I'm at with it all. I think if it's not, I, I think if you can't get something done in a facet where, like, I mean, we can go back as far as, like, the Chicago Bulls of the 90s where, like, you know, Horace Grant's not on that team anymore, with them anymore, when they were making, ti- when they tried to make title runs in the early 90s. They got rid of Horace Grant, picked up a bunch of other people, you know, got Dennis, got all these other teams, and then started working your way through. I just don't see that happening with the 76ers. I don't see us trading the the Horace Grant to get the to get the Dennis Rodman. Obviously, the different styles of play, but you know what I mean—the high-profile player trade for a high-profile player that we need. You know what I mean? You're basically looking to replace him, but a better version of him. I, I don't. It's tough. I don't think you can do it. Um, and for the way, like, you look at um. Whoever I forget what his name is off the top of my head, Jerry something. The 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 guy who facilitated all of the trades for Sh- the Chicago Bulls in the '90s. That guy worked yeah. magic. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. he 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 put like I don't know how he got half those trades done, but like he is just as integral as Phil Jackson or 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 Michael Jordan is to those championship runs. He's also equally as to blame as to why that team's petered off into the sunset in the way it did. Either way. I'm in love with the the idea that if it's too complicated to get Ben out, 
develop him further. And I know how long you're going to need to develop a guy. It's tough. Right. It's tough. You know? I, I was I was jazzed up to see him uh, pop a no hesitation three at the beginning of the season. Like, that, that's what had me jazzed up. Right. So, it, um, the verdict's I- not out. We're going to have to figure that one out. We have definitely both been on two sides of the fence in terms of this this topic. And each time we end the conversation, we're like, time will tell. Because yeah. he's not going this season. He's not. We made way too many trades in terms of everything. There's no way that we're going to break the system that we are, have going now. And well, how many times he got left? How much time has he got left? Two, three years? Ben? Yeah. Ben, uh, dude, he's only 23. No, 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 no. I mean on his contract with us. Yeah, he's a five-year super. So he's got two or three with us still. Yeah. I know I know he's young, young. Um Two or three years, I don't know. He's making good money, uh, but some people catch the bag and run. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm. Oh, I know where you stand. I know where you stand. Well, like I said, this is, again, we we end this we end this conversation the same way we generally end it every time. We all the time. The time will tell because yeah. nothing's gonna happen in this uh, unless he unless he goes into a gopher hole in the next two weeks during the games. He, I can't see them dropping too many games. You know what I mean. There are some good yeah. teams out there that are going to need to watch out for, but yeah. I think we're in a good space. I think we can do really good things in our in our division, and I think that they can make a solid run this year. I'm just tired of these disappointing first and second round exits. Yeah, it's tough. And I think that that's a reason because of it, but that's not the point. No, there was the the one way back was um, who was it, man? I want to say his name was like Ilya Silver or uh, something like that. His We were playing Boston in like game seven, and then he shot a three, but his foot was on the line, so it was two, so we didn't tie the oh, game. We was, lost. That was uh, Bargnani. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the Kawhi triple bounce in the Toronto series. You know what hey, I mean? Hey, but guess what? No, no, why we don't have Jimmy Butler anymore? Because he said he couldn't play with Ben Simmons. Just saying. Also because of Brett Brown, but well, yeah, Brett Brown was factor. Yeah. Brett Brown was a, a travesty to our team for quite some time, in all honesty. Put us in worse positions than better positions, in my opinion. Um, all right, yeah, Jimmy, whatever. So Jimmy's in Miami. Jimmy goes to a final. Jimmy loses that final. Jimmy doesn't go to a final again this year. You're telling me right now that Jimmy Butler had this team, the Sixers team, minus Ben Simmons, that he they wouldn't win a finals? Who's, who's playing point guard? Tyrese Maxey. No. What? No. What? No. no, or or Seth Curry. But Seth Curry. More likely, but no. One. Oh my! Right. I'm telling We're you, man. Stop. There's stop something to the back. athletic and defensive nature of Ben Simmons that I'm adds not, that. I'm like, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I can't do this anymore. We got to move on because I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> We're gonna be here for this. 25 more minutes. All right. Yeah. Football. 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 Touchdown. Let's yeah. Let's start with the home team. Eagles. New head coach. Nick Sinieri, yep. I believe his name is. Former Serini. Serini. Serini, that's what it is. Former Colts offensive coordinator and Frank Reich underman Protoge, is what I guess we could yeah. call him. Protoge. Protoge, yeah. Protoge. Kind of like how Doug Peterson was an Andy Reid. Protoge. Yep, yep. So yeah. here's the thing. Here this you is, go. You're a... not going to have any decisions. Oh, they're not letting him pick his staff, by the way. Yeah, no duh. Out. He's a temp guy. Yeah, so he, he's a yeah, temp guy. He's coming, you're you're gonna come here. You're gonna fix this Carson problem, and if you can't, we're gonna fire you. Yeah, get get thrown to the stoking flames very because quickly. Jalen Hurts isn't the answer. I'll tell you that right now. 
I think Jalen Hurts played better, played better football than Carson Wentz last year. Okay, yeah, but but like by the standards of comparison, both played like oh, shit. Oh, both played like ah, shit. Dude, guess what? Guess what Jalen Hurts did that Carson didn't do once last year, and he did it twice. He threw for over three hundred fifty yards and three touchdowns. How he many of those twice. games did he win? Two of them. Which ones? I'm sorry. We, we, I'm sorry. We beat the Saints. Okay. And then, oh no, sorry. We no. lost. Yeah, we to, lost uh, that. Yeah. Who we lose to? Was it? Not Pittsburgh. Was it Pittsburgh that Jalen Hurts played? It's the back end of the season. I'd have to double check that. They're like one and the same to me right now. No, no. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is as Russell Wilson-esque. I like. Well. No, oh not, wow! My no, eyes just popped out of my skull. Listen, hear me out. You you know what it all comes down to with me. What kind of quarterback do I like? The mobile. You love the runner. You love the what? Like so, you I want love... Lamar Jackson in Philly? Is what you want? No. What do you? I want? would take Lamar Jackson here. I would take Kyler Murray. I would take Kyler Murray in a heartbeat. Kyler Murray. I would, I, like I like Lamar Jackson too, but dude, the problem is, it doesn't matter what quarterback we have. We're in such cap hell. There's not going to be anybody for him to throw to. Nope. We're Listen, free. Fletcher, I'm going to tell you a couple names that are probably going to be gone after this year. We're going to start with Alshon Jeffrey, number one. Yep. He's gone. Sean Jackson, number two. He's yep. gone. Uh, Boston Scott's not going to be able to resign because we're not going to have money for Boston Scott. Travis Fulgham's going to be gone because we're not going to have money to resign Travis Fulgham. Uh, Brandon Graham, possibly gone. Zach Ertz, definitely gone. Zach Ertz, gone. Fletcher Cox, possibly gone. Uh, what's his name? Uh... Who's the other D tackle? I can't think of his name that actually started to come on at the end midway through the season last year that we got from Jacksonville. Whatever. I can't think of his name. He tours ACL. Whatever. I can't think of his name right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jalen Mills, gone. Yep. Uh, who else on defense? Uh, the only we're gonna have we're gonna have Darius Slay play every single defensive position on the field, and Carson Wentz and Jason Kelsey play. If that's even if Jason Kelsey comes back, so we're gonna have, we'll have Miles Sanders, Carson Wentz, and Lane Johnson playing offense. That's gonna be our team on offense, and we'll have Darius Slay playing defense. Derek Burnett. Derek, I'm, Derek, you know how I feel about Derek Burnett. I know how you feel about him, but I mean. Strip sack in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and every, every fucking uh, what's your famous famous uh, blind squirrels saying? find a nut, wrong Once clocks are right twice a day. Yeah, yeah. all that good stuff. It's, uh, listen, I think he, I think he's good. He broke Reggie White's college sack record. Yeah, but col- dude, he didn't translate to the NFL. He's done nothing special to me he did he had nowhere well, near it's a huge was... step you mean you're coming from the university yeah, of tennessee and then you go into I get the NFL. It. I... it's a big jump i get it i get it i'm not saying that it's not a big jump but at the same time dude it's he's doesn't do he's he uh, he's he jumps off sides all the time he's he has one move and it worked in college but it's not working here doesn't work Sorry, Listen, the only team work. that's in a worse position than us is the Saints. No, no. Yeah, they are the I, ones I, above I, us in cap space hell, and they're losing Drew Brees. Yeah, so, I mean, sorry. So they, so they get, ta- they get uh, yeah, they get Jameis Winston. But they still have wide receivers. They have, they still cap have hell, their album. Cap hell, cap hell. They're in the same cap, they're in worse cap hell than us. If it's, number one is the Saints cap hell, and then it's ours, we're number two. Yeah, but I'm saying, their cap hell, they get to keep their people. 
Why do they get to keep their people? We don't get to keep ours. Because we don't. Uh, what's it called? A lot of our guys are on last years of their contracts. Oh, good god. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be the that... purge. It's gonna be bad, dude. It's gonna be. It's. I'm saying, we'll have maybe three wins next year. That's me being generous. I'm talking about like 2000. What was it 2016 Detroit Lions bad? Oof. Like, not good. The the Rams in the early two th- uh mid 2000s, after Kurt Warner left, bad. Yeah, I know we're in. I, we're in a bad spot. The Eagles are not going to be fun to watch. They weren't fun not, to watch this not. year. It's not going to be good, man. It's it's really it's really not. I'm not I'm not trying to sugarcoat it for our fans either. Oh we're man, in, hold on. We got to bring something up. What you know? What we got to bring up. Uh. Yeah. What the football team. <laughs> the football team. The one that was oh. supposed to go to the division title game because Chase Edmonds and the rest of those first Fish round up. pick. Job, motherfucker. Who cares? Who cares? Freaking Washington football team. No one gives. All those first round draft picks on defense. Gonna put old man Brady in the grave. And yet, here I see Tampa Bay playing Green Bay. Yeah. We got the Battle of the Bays. Yeah, man. I told I, you. What did I tell you? I said, that's listen, that Tom Brady magic. I, listen. Now, I was really hoping there was some New Orleans Saints Drew Brees magic because what a horrible way to end your career. I can't say horrible, but no, he is done. He is done. Did Maybe. you see his little um, Did you see his yeah, post game with all his kids? Like, you don't bring all five of your kids out to say goodbye to Tom Brady one last time. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he did. He brought his kids out and be like, this is the last time you're going to see Uncle Tom while I'm at work because I don't work here anymore. I'm telling you, man, Drewby's done. He's over. It's over. He's he's gonna retire. He's uh, uh, him and uh, Rivers. Yeah, Rivers is done. Yep. So, so. the Colts are gonna be in a hell of an interesting position. Um, Kobe Brissett. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, the the new uh, the new coach is again. We talked about it, he's a temporary fix to try to fix up Carson. I don't think it does us anything. Uh, I wanted uh, I wanted Deuce. I did too. I want to do so bad. He's he's done interim stuff here. He has good rapport with the players. He commands respect. He knows the game. I think he would have been an amazing option. And he, he's former player here, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, anything of all like, you know, like come he's on. He's our third. He's our third leading rusher of all time. So, uh, it was tough to not see him thrown in that conversation. I am. <sighs> I I don't think it was Dougie P's fault. Being in a position like that, you're the you're the fall on the sword guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're gonna have to fall on your sword eventually. And you know, yeah. super grateful for the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like Listen, beyond grateful for that. I was in City Hall Doug, with people hoisted kegs on City Hall. You know, like thank you, Dougie. Dougie, I'm gonna tell you something right now, my man. Now this is my this is my send off to Dougie P. Thank you for going down as almost the best coach in, in Eagles history. And the only reason I say almost is because you got screwed out of your job. Thank you for standing up and trying to give us entertainment by putting Jalen Hurts in it this year and telling them, screw your golden boy. I want to try to win football games. So he, I think that that last game of the season was a slap in the face to the owner, to Jeffrey Lurie, to Howie Roseman, to say, this is ridiculous 
you want me to play bad players? This is what I'm going to do. You see what I – you get out of Jalen Hurts in the first half, and then I'm going to put in Nate Sudfeld to show you what Carson Wentz is going to bring you next year. Okay. To, to even try to compare Nate Sudfeld to Carson Wentz. Listen, I think Carson is done. Carson I think Carson is, is a scarred done. and beaten up man. I think Nate Sudfeld from is what? a friggin' – From what? From what? Long, long. All the, the guy, him injuries. Listen, he, he had – he yes, he had injuries. Okay. Let Nate Sudfield looks like a deer in headlights out there. Yeah, and that's how Carson looked all year. He didn't look like a deer in headlights. He just looked like he was he getting shit He threw the most back. picks in the league. It's bad. But he also had the most uh, pressures by any quarterback. One in ten of his dropbacks was a sack. Oh, my God. The line was getting killed. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts had the same the same offensive line and didn't get hit that much. Through picks still. Not as many as Carson. Yeah, you can't. What? He, of course he couldn't throw as many as Carson. Carson played like 10, 11 games. Jim I'm Hart saying played at, like the, two. at the ratio of them throwing picks, he would have been nowhere near. Nowhere. Oh, my God. You got me coughing now. <laughs> you got me so mad. You got me co- Listen. Oh, you know what? Fine. I'm back in Carson. I'm back on the Carson wagon. Let's go, Carson. Carson. Pennsylvania. Here we go. If he is terrible next year, it's I'm over. burning the place down. It's over, yeah. This I'm is... personally going to Lincoln Financial Field and burn it down. Philadelphia PD, you, hear, you heard it here, okay? I'm going there, and I'll be the one to burn it down. Don't worry. They won't get you. PPA will get you for parking somewhere bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, here's my thing. We've talked about this Carson Wentz, and it's been a saga of things. Every time we have this new epically long story where our our hero tries to vanquish the foe, you know? And originally it was his rookie season with the ACL tear. Does he come back in the way that he played the year prior? He didn't. Unfortunate end of that saga, and we kind of suffered because of it. He got injured again. Then, the following year, I got my buddy, uh, Hattie saying... Guy won't even make it through a regular season. Well, thank God we got to a wild card because then he got injured. So I was only half right. Uh, and, yeah. and that was the whole Jadavian Clowney questionable hit. I don't know how intentional it was. It just didn't look good when you watched it in slow-mo, but you don't get to watch everything in slow-mo, you know? Mm-hmm. He gets hurt again, and then he comes back this year. I'm telling you, like, every time where we were like, all right, well, here's the next, like, all right, let's see if this happens this year. Let's see if this happens this year. This is the last year where we can even relatively come close to affording something like that happening. Like, if nothing happens this year, it is it is, it is, is panic mode, ejector seat, as if we're not already there, but even more so. You know what I mean? Like, we're, it's, it, the Eagles are going to be in a bad way for a little bit. And unless we pull some, you know, hungry dogs run faster style of play or get that mentality, or whatever it takes, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, that little extra. Can I tell you something? Guess who gets back in the NFC East next year? Guess who gets back? Yeah. What do you mean, gets back? Like, who's coming back from injury? Uh, Dak? Dak Prescott. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys win this division handily next year. Handily. What about those football teams? No, 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 no. No. No, not the football team? Not the football team. <laughs> No, because if that division if that title played, football team, if that if the conference title, whatever, um, no, Dak, Dak, Dak comes back. That, he, he will Dallas, be a much improvement to the Andy Dalton that they've had to be dealing with over the year. Yeah, 
Now, exactly. but we have the same question. What? How? What did he injure? His ACL. He tore his ACL. Just like Carson? No, wait, oh, no, 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 no. He he broke he broke his leg or something. He like snapped his <sighs> like he snapped his leg. It was kind of, mm -hmm. not as bad as Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah. But it was still pretty nasty. Yeah. Um. And then we again, if I'm gonna question Carson goes down with an injury, and I ask, well, does he come back the same <laughs> way? I gotta ask, does Dak come back from injury? Dak's the better same player way? than Carson. Dak's better in the pocket than Carson. Uh, I'm not worried about Dak. I think, I think he has Dak's, a better line. I think I think I think he's a better quarterback overall. Period. Well, I think he also has a better line. He does. So no, he does. He has a better line. He has better running back to protect him. He has um, better, way better wide receivers. He's just Lord Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Michael Gallup. Um, I uh, yeah, but no, I don't see. Uh, I don't see anybody in the NFC least winning the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. In the no, next we'll five the next, we'll, years, man. We'll we'll still be the next team to win the Super Bowl in the East. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a long time. Yeah. No. Until Jerry Jones drops dead, there's the, – Dallas will never win another Super Bowl. Thank, thank the Lord. <laughs> thank the Lord. And, and, I, I've been and, alive longer than they've not had a Super Bowl. Like, the longest know, time get, I've been alive. Don't so. get me wrong. Now, listen. Don't get me wrong. I respect talent when I see talent. And the second half of this football year – Daniel Jones really impressed me. I'm not gonna lie. Oh no, he yeah, he did look good. He did. He really. But he did had, he, and this is it's a super isolated incident, and it happens maybe once a season, if that. The turf monster loves this kid. Yeah. The turf yeah. monster loves it because he's got wheels that no one expects, where he breaks off 81 and trips at the five. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, again, super isolated incidents that have happened maybe once a year. But it's just like, oh, bro. But their monumental that? changes to their to their season. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they are those 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 plays and those those like that ability to not score as opposed to get down into the end zone has has affected them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, like I said, it. It's a tough one. Yeah, NFC lease is in a bad way. Now there's yeah. some there's some electric people coming up in the coaching conversations. MCDC, screw ACDC, Motor City, Dan Campbell, bite the kneecap, baby, bite the kneecap. Yeah, what baby. an electric guy to be getting Dude, in that was uh, awesome. Detroit. That was, yeah, he goes. I'm not gonna awesome. give you coaches stuff. I'm not gonna tell you many games when you guys don't want to hear that shit. Sorry for my language. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? But yeah. he, he, he's he's like Detroit's been beat the hell up, and we're gonna beat we're gonna beat people up. You know, I, I like yeah, the attitude he's bringing. That I don't know if that attitude is gonna exactly foster the success they're looking for. But, you know, again, it's the tried and true thing that we always say. Time will tell. We'll see how it works out for them. Detroit's been so abysmal recently that it's just like they're, they're bound to do good just on the principle of how bad they've been. Yeah, yeah I totally get that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's like the inevitable. You know what I mean? Um, so that that's some electric. I the coaching conversations that have been going around this year have been interesting to see where people have been going. I feel like the coaching staff situation in the NFL is what we were dealing with with the goalie situation in free agency and hockey last year. Everybody's just like yeah. swapping, like we're just rolling through the elevators. Everyone's going everywhere, and I get it. That's how it goes. But it just felt it felt like a, there was a whirlwind of news of this coach, that coach, this coach, that coach, this coach, that coach. Like, did everybody have such a bad season that everyone was getting fired? Right. Um, yeah, no, gotcha. So, it, yeah, it felt like a whirlwind. Um, I will say, even though the NFL did a very good job of keeping the level of play to a pretty s s solid standard, 
we got it. Like COVID sports has not been exactly the same. Right. You know, again, we right, haven't really yeah. lost that intensity. Hockey's doing fine. Football's doing fine. Basketball's doing fine. Baseball took a hit because of all the traveling and COVID restrictions they had to go through. And the fact that the entire Tampa Bay was right team was like, you know, uh, a COVID nightmare over there. Yeah. I think that the sport, like the, the, the way that we look at sports is slightly changed because of the COVID stuff. I can't wait to go back into the, a little bit more normalcy. I like that certain hockey teams are letting fans in the building. The Coyotes had right. uh, fans in the building last night and they scored a goal and it, it was kind of refreshing to hear real people cheer. Now 7,500 is not a lot of people, but when you're in a big ass arena and it's all you can hear, it's kind of yeah. nice. So absolutely. We'll have to see. Um, so let's get into a few things here. We've got the next two segments are all based around tonight. Basically today, we've got our UFC main card predictions for uh, tonight's UFC event over on Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Oh, good. Abu Dhabi. Woof. Oof. English much. Fight Island, baby. Fight Island. Uh, and then we've got our ice hot puck picks for the five games that will be going on tonight for hockey. So let's start off with the UFC main card. Um, the first one that we had on the list here was uh, Calderwood. Who was fourteen and five versus I, who was fifteen and eight? Uh, I am going to be honest. The UFC is something I kind of dabble in, but I don't know too much about. So for me, I went Calderwood on this one. I think that might go the distance. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Calderwood second round submission. Okay. Uh, I, I I dabble this a little more in the UFC than you do. Um, Calderwood's a very aggressive fighter. Um, but she's also she's aggressively patient, if you understand what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Looks for the moment. So, yeah, so she'll she'll beat you up, beat you up, beat you up. Look for that one small weakness. She's won most of her fights by submission. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm gonna say Calderwood. I'm gonna say, let's see, we'll go rear naked choke second round. Yeah, and I don't know much about I and her uh, submission defense game. So that's yeah. kind of where I, that's why I lead Calderwood. Um, so the next fight we have, we have Rodriguez versus Raybez. Uh, I'm pretty sure for me, I, Raybez is the huge favorite here. Yeah. She's going to, she's going to beat her up pretty good. She's yeah. going to, it's, this is going to be, so Raybez actually just beat, uh, Paige Van Zandt, her last fight, submission victory. She's another submission artist. Uh, I would say, I would say mid first round, like, TKO, I'm thinking, or even like submission. Um, everybody remembers Ronda Rousey with her arm bars. This girl is Ronda Rousey who can throw punches and also spit you with an arm bar, a triangle, a rear naked choke, a knee bar, Kimura. Yeah, yeah, she's her, her Brazilian jiu jitsu is amazing. Uh, so I'm also going to go Rebus, very heavy favorite. Yep. All right, so next up we have. Sanchez versus uh, Miradov, I think is how we're going to say that. Yeah, we're, butch- we're butchering the names right now. I can tell yeah, you that. Yeah. Um, Miradov is on a 12 winner. Uh, I'm not a guy to tempt fate and be like, oh, well, he'll be 12 and 1 after this. Yeah, no. he's going to knock him out. Yeah, he's, he's got him. Out. He's got him. Second, yeah, Second round out. knockout. Yep. Uh, I got him over Sanchez. I, the guy's 29. I don't know. You're not losing to this guy. I, I uh, just don't see him doing it. Um, Again, I don't know too much about Sanchez, but I saw this 12 win fight streak. I saw the record, and I just thought to myself, 
You're going to be in front of Dana. You're going to be on Fight Island. You're going to be fighting with some of the on one of the better cards in a big event. I think he gets it done. Uh, I'm with you. Second round knockout on that one. Next up, Chandler versus Hooker. I thought this one was going to be an interesting fight. Hooker's the slight favorite. At uh, he's got a record of 26 and six, with Chandler being 22 and four. I picked Hooker slightly. Uh, I think he's got the the slight edge over Chandler on this one. I think it'll be a good fight. Um, I'm going to go Chandler unanimous decision. All the way. Uh, yeah, all, all the way. I think uh, Hooker Hooker likes to. He's very he 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 burns out quickly early in rounds. Uh, he gets beat up pretty good, and when it goes distance, it usually doesn't fare well for him. So I'm gonna go Chandler wins. Chandler wins unanimous decision. Okay. All right. So so far we're what we we matched them all up except for the handler choke fight, and then we've got the main card, the big event, uh, McGregor versus Poirier two. Uh, the big talk is that Poirier wasn't Poirier when he fought McGregor last time. That and that should be held into account of this fight. That being said, McGregor's a heavy favorite in the fight. I like McGregor. I think he's got a whole attitude change. I think the training camps over in Europe where he was in Portugal and a few of these other countries have really kind of allowed him to lock himself in a little bit. I think his uh, son has kind of made him a little bit more humble. And I think that now that he's a face of the uh, the UFC that um, he doesn't have to be that flashy playboy that's throwing dollies at a bus anymore. You know what I mean? To get his name out there. His name's out there. We don't need to do the antics anymore. He knows he just needs to show up, perform, make his bag, and continue to do as he's doing. I think he gets it done. I think, again, it's a good fight. Uh, I think it's McGregor TKO. What, are they going to go five? This Is it a five-rounder? Yeah, it's five-rounder. I think he gets him in the third or fourth TKO. Okay. Um, so my my concern about this fight for McGregor, I think McGregor – try to – uh, I think McGregor should win this fight pretty handily. But Khabib is talking again. And Khabib said that it would have to take a real showing by McGregor to get him to fight him again. Oh, and there's nothing McGregor, that guy wants more, yeah. Yeah, and that's all McGregor wants. McGregor wants his his opportunity. Listen, he got his opportunity to redeem himself against Diaz. And now he wants the opportunity to redeem himself against Khabib. And McGregor just doesn't like Khabib. I mean, you want to talk about humble. He's still talking shit about Khabib now. He still says he'll knock Khabib out no matter what, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's not totally uh, humble. I just think he's more humble than he was at one no, point. No, no, yeah, no, because even when the, Poirier, the first time they fought, they, Poirier and McGregor, it was unreal. It was almost as bad as uh, McGregor and, and Khabib. Yeah, like, but then you see they, the way they handled it like this cool. time it's a very yeah, it's cool. much yeah, more but I don't think thing mcgregor mcgregor won't be that way with Khabib. Um, no i think it's, I, it's a I different storyline but i agree with you yeah i i just i just don't think i just my concern is that i don't want mcgregor i want mcgregor to win i think mcgregor will win but if he tries to get too aggressive and too fancy poirier has one punch knockout power mm-hmm. and mcgregor's chin is amazing don't get me wrong mcgregor has a very very good chin but poirier poirier's bad dude Poirier is a bad, bad, bad dude. And I just, I don't, McGregor being out of the game for as long as he has, it wouldn't shock me. Just, I'm just saying. How long was he in training me. camp in Europe over there in Portugal, though? Uh, I think like two months, three months. Like it, it's That's a good prep time. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I think he'll be, I, I think McGregor's not dumb enough to do it. But I'm just saying, 
I don't want him to try to get too too out there. Yeah, too aggressive. Start reaching and get knocked the fuck out, because Poirier will knock you the fuck out, and that's that's that is a man sitting across the, that octagon from McGregor. Oh yeah. And yes, they fought before, but again, different. Yeah, we, uh, the, the, the circumstances uh, were different, etc. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I, I'm going to have to say McGregor, but has McGregor given a prediction for this? Because you know how he always says like, and I predict. A TKO in the second round. Oh, you know, I'd knock him out in the, the second round. Probably. Did he do it this year? Yeah. He, he did. What did he say this year? Second year, second round. Second round knockout. Listen, if you look at those, t- he's done it. I think he's he's made claims every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Out of all the fights he's had, um, like six of those predictions have been on the button. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, I always love to hear what he's going to say and how he thinks the fight's going to go, and I love to kind of formulate my opinion based off of that. It's a little biased. You know, I think he's electric. I, I like who he is. I like, I like. I always liked that whole bad boy personality he had. I thought it was a, some of it was a little corny to some extent, but again, we talk about, like, that's how you become the face of the UFC, right? Like, you don't get to be right. silent, humble, win 30, and not talk that smack. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's just what it kind of goes for for the fight world. So that's our prediction for the USC main card tonight. Uh, obviously, we're recording the day of the uh, the fights and the hockey games that we're going to be um, throwing our picks in on. Uh, so this will come out after they've happened. The results will be out. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. Just know that we're not giving you bet props. These are going to have passed by the time you hear it. Uh, but yeah, so that's our USC main card prediction. Next up, right. finally... My favorite segment, the Degenerates Corner, Ice Hot Puck Picks. So we got five games tonight. Uh, it wasn't the easiest slate. I don't think yeah. it's been the most difficult slate, though. I think the difficult slate, we had a conversation in our group chat uh, about what I figured, I thought was one of the more difficult slates to pick on was uh, two days ago when we were trying to give our buddy's brother some bets to go with and get a parlay together for some uh, hockey games. And I think I only ended up going two or four on the ticket I sent in um, because uh, I had too much faith in Colorado. I had not enough faith in some other teams, et cetera, et cetera. And I think I I haven't been putting them in the episodes because we've been a little bit on hiatus here, but I think I've been picking almost every week for hockey and I think I'm 15 and 13. It's been a little bit of a rough one. Um, So that being said, we're going into this week. We got our chin on, and we're going to make stupid decisions like we did last week. Here we go. Uh, St. Louis, minus one and a half. They're going to win by two goals against the L.A. Kings. I, that's a dangerous pick for me because L.A. has actually been taken into OT a lot, and I think they've been uh, actually kind of scraping together points where everybody thought L.A. was going to look exactly like Anaheim, where they were both just going to be a complete dog shit. Uh, I don't think that's the case. That being said... The addition of Tory Krug over there in St. Louis, the things they've been doing. I like the way they started their season. I think they're going to beat the LA Kings by two goals tonight. Moving okay. uh, down, or I guess moving up into the Canadian division, Ottawa versus Winnipeg. I picked this before I knew about the Line A trade, and I think I'm still okay with it. I got Ottawa versus Winnipeg. I got under six goals on that game. Now, I'll tell you right now, that goes against the trend. These Canadian hockey games against these Canadian teams have been nothing but goals. Uh, right. Ottawa's super, super young. Um, right. Their first two lines had less games played. Oh, no, no, no. Here's what it was. The first two lines of Ottawa were not alive 
when Joe Thornton, who uh, who just moved over from San Jose over to uh, to Toronto Maple Leafs, Thornton. Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton had I forget what it was. Like he was playing in his fifth career year when half of the the two first lines for Ottawa weren't even born yet. Right. Like he uh they are they are extremely young. That being said, they have that uh that German kid from World Juniors Schutz, uh, Stutzel. Um he's electric, he's been good. I think he can continue to kind of produce. He got his first tuck uh I'd say 4 days ago, I believe it was. But I don't know if uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois comes into Winnipeg and is firing on all cylinders immediately. I got under six in Ottawa versus Winnipeg. The Canadians, Canadians have surprised the shit out of me this year. Right, yeah. They have done really well in a year I thought they were going to falter a lot. Uh, gone up against some great teams and done some really good work. And have, and there were some games where they put some really good teams away. Not even like 4-3, like 5-2 type stuff. So I got the Canadians straight up. Uh, to win, I forget who they're playing tonight, um, but I've got them straight up tonight, minus 157. Next up, another decision that has killed me all year, riding the cup champions. I'm going to take Tampa Bay, minus one and a half versus Columbus. Oof, this hurts now that I know Patrick Line is in Columbus. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, like I said, I made these picks before that trade news had really broke. We were talking about it. Is he going to be able to play tonight? No, 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 no. Exactly. Okay, so we're still safe. Perfect. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so Line's still going to be – can Line play for Winnipeg and can Dubois play for Columbus while the trades happened, or are they both not able to play? No, they can't play until – They're at their new uh, reporting team, right? Yeah, they got to – I'm pretty sure they have to go through COVID protocols and all this yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So – A physical – I got Tampa Bay winning by two goals against Columbus tonight. Uh, I think Columbus has been good, but the whole Luke Dubois situation and the way that it's been handled, and I, I feel like that affects the dressing room pretty heavily. Um, so I got Tampa Bay minus one and a half versus Columbus tonight. Philly versus Boston. Ah, oh, man. Ugh, we talked about it. We, we really blew a game against Boston uh, just the other day. And... Yep. I didn't like the way in the fashion that it went, so I can't. I didn't take either of these teams straight up, so I went Philly versus Boston over five and a half. I think both teams are going to score uh, pretty amount. I think it's like a four three game, four two game. Um, so I've got over five and a half on that, and that's the five games for ice hot picks, ice hot puck picks this week. Uh, so we've done our UFC card, we've done our hockey picks, talked a little bit about our COVID Sixers, RIP uh, Hank Aaron, of course. Uh, the new head coaching situations all around. And then we got the hockey trades. So uh, another exciting week of sports. Um, I, I'm, I'm super ecstatic to see the way that the NHL season's kind of playing out. Um, and a side right, note, yeah. crazy. Uh, Dallas hadn't played um, a single game this year because of all the COVID stuff going on in Texas. They right. had missed the, the, everyone else had played nine games. Dallas hadn't played a single. Dallas comes out last night and drops seven on I forget whose head. Uh, Nashville drops seven yeah. on Nashville and uh, and shut them out. So seven nothing. Um, yeah. This Dallas team, man, for all the trials and tribulations they've had over the last three years, I I think they had an, uh, a GM who had a, a bout with alcoholism who had to leave the team. Uh, they had some injuries and some things that they had to deal with over the last years. I think they've done a really good job to to foster a winning mentality, get the right people in there. I love, uh, what's his name, Radulov. I think they've got good players out there. I think Dallas could make another run this year. Cup? I, uh, tough. Nah. I don't think so. 
don't think they win. I don't know if they even go. Right. But yeah, I think they're gonna. Uh, I think they'll be poised to make a good run. They started out really hot, but we'll have to see. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what we got this week at sports. Um, you know, per usual, guys, hit us up on social media. Feel free to ask us questions about anything you're looking forward to, whether it's off season, in season, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, theoretical or not, uh, we'll take anything. Um, if you like the strange and the unusual. Go check out the Coffee and the Macabre podcast on Instagram and other social medias. Uh, the girls do a really good job setting that up. If you like the paranormal, the strange, the the idea of uh, criminology and um, murders and stuff like that, they they have a nice uh, little. They have they cover a lot of things in that scope, and it's a very interesting podcast. So definitely go uh, shoot them a shout. Um, let them know we sent you. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we're good to wrap this one up. Yeah, all right. Well, this is uh, She Bear signing out with Aiden Lang. Talk to you guys later. Peace.